Welcome back to another episode of Lady You're Scaring Us. I'm Hillary. I'm Taylor. And I guess for these episodes, do we need to start calling them Dude You're Scaring Us? Just because for when we, we have the dudes. We got a dude today. Another dude. Hey. What's your name, dude? It's Troy. Troy. <laughs> this is Amy's husband, Troy. Amy did our um, horrible episodes with us on the, was it that Austin dude oh, yeah. and the Amish guy? And now we got our husband. Amy is also here in the background. Hey. hey. She's got to supervise her husband. Keep him, keep a hold of that leash. <laughs> Right, Troy. Oh, I'm a big fan of the show, so I asked to be on. I had a great story, and I wanted to share it. We'll be the judge of that. We'll see how good it is. Yeah. All right. Well, what are you telling us about? Who are you telling us about? Well, after listening, I'm like, I've got one, because this one hits close to home. It doesn't start here in Pensacola, but it starts in Texas. We're going back to 1943. This lady's born, and they her parents name her Judias, or Judeas Welty is her last name, spelled J-U-D-I-A-S. I've never heard anyone <laughs> called Judeas. Judeus, Judeus. Anyway, but they she goes by Judy, so we're going to yeah, not say that weird better. name anymore. Um, but born in 1943 in Texas. But she had a rough childhood, like a couple of other killers that we've heard. Her mother died when she was only four years old from TB. Um, Judy was one of four children. Not sure where the father was at this time, or if he was even the father of all four of the kids. But the kids were sent off when the mother died. The two older kids were sent off to foster care when the mother died. And the two younger ones were sent to live with grandparents. So sad they were split up. Yeah, um, they had to have different fathers because what kind of grandparents would be like, we'll take those two, but not right. those two. Right. If they were biologically theirs. Yeah, so... <laughs> Taylor's like, my grandma wouldn't want me. So even more trauma for Judy. All right. Later, the father shows back up. He's remarried. He takes the youngest two kids in. Why not take all four? He only takes the, the two. He sounds like a douche. So during this time, Judy claims that her father and stepmother abuses. They abused her and she was treated like a slave. They beat her, burned her with cigarettes, starved her. Meanwhile, the other kids in the house, they had had one together. They were being treated great. Uh, eventually, Judy got big enough to do something about it. She was 14. She'd had enough. She had to spend some time in juvie. She attacked her parents physically and the little siblings, she poured hot grease on them, scalding them. Jesus. How old is she? 14. What a bitch. I can understand her beating the parent. Not the other one. Gre- Grease is a little excessive. No, not the, not the sibling. No, I hear you, but I'm saying grease is a little excessive for siblings just because they're the favorites. All right. So she was in juvie for a little while. And then when they were going to release her, the judge gave her the choice. Hey, you can go back and live with your parent or we're going to send you to reform school. It's raining people, by the way. So you probably hear thunder in the background. I remember they're in Texas and she chose reform school and it was in Albuquerque, New Mexico. So she knew she was going away. She um, at this point, from this point forward, she had no contact with any of that family, broke ties with that family including her little brother, who was her full brother. She was quoted at the time, and I'm not sure how they documented this, but they said when she was asked about the younger brother, are you going to miss her? Are you upset about being separated from him? She said, and I quote, she wouldn't piss down his throat if his guts were on fire. Jesus. Not like him. <laughs> Sorry. She's psycho already. That's dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus. So, As if the grease wasn't enough. <laughs> His guts were on fire at one point. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't like them. 
I don't like them. So some time passes. She graduates high school, starting a crazy life of her own. And they've documented she was a storyteller from, from the get-go, for whatever reason. Is personal. that a nice way to say she's a liar? Yeah, she's <laughs> a liar. She's And using it for per- personal gain. For example, she told some people that her mother was part of a Apache Indian tribe in Texas. And when she the name she gave later, they didn't even exist. It was not a real tribe. What was the name? <laughs> She called them the Mesquite Apache Indian tribe. Uh, I would have believed mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Could have fooled me. Ah. Oh, yeah, I heard of those. She got a job as a nurse by stealing another woman's identity. What? Mm-hmm. It's that Florida nursing. Yeah. yeah. No, this, how... this was in Texas. Yeah, same thing. About this time, she gets pregnant and has a son. The father is unknown, possibly a service member at a nearby Air Force base. Mm, military boy. Mm-hmm. So she is single mother working, trying to make a life for herself and her son, but it's just not working. It's not what she wanted. So Judy's look would change, and she finally meets a good guy by the name of James Goodyear. A good guy named Goodyear. Goodyear. Mm-hmm. It's 1962. She's 19 at this point. They get married. They end up having two kids of their own, a boy named James Jr. and a girl named Kimberly. JJ. James even adopts her first son, so they all have the same last name. That's they nice. move to Orlando. Well, at least he was Orlando. a nice Orlando. They go to Disney World. Orlando smells like pea and beans. Not when you're at Disney World. You're yeah. thinking of New Orleans. No, I'm yeah. thinking of the Orlando airport. That's hmm. all right. It smells horrific. They're in Orlando, Florida. James is in the military, and it's right about the time of the Vietnam War, so he gets called. He's got to go to Vietnam. While he's fighting in Vietnam, Judy, being the good mother she is, stays in Florida and takes care of the kids. James comes home after serving in Vietnam in June 1971. She's pregnant. After being home three months, he falls ill. Oh. He fell or he fell ill. <laughs> he falls ill. He falls ill. Well, right. they, they take him to the hospital. They can't figure out what's wrong with him. He dies shortly after. Arsenic. They thought it was something he was exposed to during the war. You know, Agent oh, Orange yeah. or something. He was he was in Vietnam. Mustard. Either way, he's dead. He's dead. Doesn't matter because he's fucking dead. <laughs> Luckily, though, Judy benefits from several life insurance policies that um, James has. And Lucky duck. she also gets $64,000 in veteran benefits. Damn. As if this tragedy was not enough. Around this same time, mysteriously, there were several house fires. And her house? Her house. And she's able to cash in on some insurance money from those house fires. Close to a hundred grand of fire insurance. Hmm. She, I set fires to fill joy. Or get money. Yeah, she, which brings joy. She's rolling in the dough here because this is in the 60s. We're talking a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Welcome to 70s. the 60s. No, it's 70s. Alright, a few months later, after the death of her husband, she moves to Pensacola. Never heard of it. Where's that at? Mm-hmm. And she shacked up with a new lucky guy named Bobby Joe Morris. That sounds like a Pensacola name. Mm-hmm. So the young boys, they're missing their father, and they're not happy about this new living. Man, the oldest son, Michael, he starts acting out so badly that Judy finds him a foster family to live with. Nuh-uh. What's with all these people who just are like, mm, I don't like my kid. I'm going to give him away. Great mother. Yeah, that's weird. So she continues her life with the <laughs> new man. Okay. Well, as luck would have it, their house burns down. Hmm. The foster family? No. Oh. Judy and, and Oh, Judy and uh, Bobby BJ. <laughs> their house burns down. She collects another fire insurance policy once again. And because of this, so in 1977, Michael, the one that had been put in foster care, he straightened up at this point. They, I guess they're like, hey, you don't act right. You want mom to ship me out. So he comes back to live with the family and Bobby Joe moves them all out to Colorado or as... Mm. You would say it, Colorado. Why would I say it that way? Well, you got the Colorado hat on today. Yeah. So. Okay. At this point, there's all American family. They're in Colorado, and everything's going where did great. Where live in there? And where in Colorado? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Out of the blue, Bobby Joe starts getting sick. 
He spends like three weeks in the hospital. Doctors are puzzled again, can't figure out the source of his problems. Uh, they send him home and he gets worse. They take him back to the hospital the next day where he dies. So sad for Judy. This is um, her second husband to die in her life here unexpectedly. So you to see a trend. Uh, mm, really? Mm-hmm. Even though they aren't married, she is seen as a common law wife, and she gets several life insurance policies from Bobby. I have a question here. How many life insurance policies do you have? I have a question. Do common is that still a thing? Like, if you're common law married, you still get the life insurance policy? Probably. I don't know. Okay, that's all I need to know. What categorizes? Do you have more than one? I mean, I'm asking for a friend. Trend or coincidence? Both her husbands die unexpectedly. Can't explain it. And every house she's ever owned burns (laughs) down. Every house is burned down. Luckily she's been able to collect some policy. All right, so to help cope with all of this tragedy in her life, she decides to legally change her name and the children's name to honor her first husband, and she changes her name to Bueno Año. No. What? Say it again. Goodyear? Bueno Año, which is Spanish for Goodyear. Oh, so she actually changed it to the Spanish. Yeah. What? Why? In, in Colorado, she did this? Yep. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Buen año. It's like on Friends and she changes it to banana hammock. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think she might have done this because there was some suspicion Shit. around her and all the issues going on. So she changed her name. Like, you know, they're looking for... Judy. Yeah, Judy's changed her name. So she's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Mm. Really flows off the tongue. So she changed her name, and not only that, she moves, she packs everybody up to start a new life. And guess where she moves back to? Pensacola, Florida. Pensacola. And after a little while, you know, the kids are growing up at this point. Michael, the oldest, he joins the army in 1979, even though he was considered a little slow mentally. So was Forrest Gump. He got Mm -hmm, in. Mm hmm. He finished basic training and had orders to report to Fort Benning, Georgia. In between, he had some downtime and he comes back to visit his family and his mom and then goes right on to Fort Benning, Georgia to start his duty. Out of the blue, Michael gets sick. Like as soon as he gets to Fort Benning, he's getting sick. He starts losing his feeling in his limbs. Um, Doctors diagnose him with extremely high levels of heavy metals in his bloodstream, which is also connected to like arsenic poisoning. His uh, ailments are so bad, the army discharges him because he has lost much of the use of his arms and legs. And his legs are put in braces, so he's basically crippled at this point. Like Forrest Gump. Mm Mm-hmm. Luckily for Michael, though, his mother agrees to be his caretaker. Your mother really cares about your education. In 1980, Judy is the caretaker of her kids again, and she takes her two sons out canoeing in Milton. Blackwater canoes. Mm -hmm. Adventures Unlimited. And there's an accident. Of course there is. She's going to drown them in that murky river water. The canoe tips over, and only Judy and her youngest son, James Jr., are able to make it out alive. Why? Judy and JJ. Well, I mean, Michael, remember, he's got these braces on his legs, and he drowns. Police interview Judy, and she is convincing enough that they agree that it was an accident. Again, Judy collects insurance money, only $20,000 from his military life insurance. Poor Mikey. How is she a free woman at this point? What's her body count now? Three? Kept great records back then. Well, law enforcement should have put two and two together here at this point. We are in Milton at this point. Who takes their basically paraplegic son canoeing? Alone. Basically, yeah. The story I read. Yeah, right. It's a good point. <laughs> in a canoe, of all things. Yeah. She had him in a lawn chair. Oh, that sounds well, no very Milton. It over. Sounds yeah. very Milton. She had it wedged between the seats. Of the canoe. Right up there. You'd be fine. I had him in a chair. <laughs> and he's got these heavy metal leg braces. He didn't make it out. Bless That's awful. Man. That is horrible. I'm, I'm sad. 
All right. So she uses a $20,000 from his life insurance policy to open up a beauty salon. Mm. You know, Judy, she's no trouble finding a, a man. She finds a, another, starts dating another man named James Gentry. Yeah. She's opened up a beauty salon and she starts dating James Gentry. Sounds like a country music singer. Montgomery Gentry. Montgomery Gentry. There's a reason. Later, when James was interviewed after some other events happened, he said they met at a mud wrestling event in Pensacola. <laughs> Of course they did. You know what's next? Bogs and bulk. <laughs> they probably hung out at mugs, mugs and jugs. And jugs. <laughs> so they become a serious couple so much that Judy talks Mr. Gentry into joining her with the um, beauty salon and her, her business venture, I guess as a maybe a backer monetary. And um, because they're in business together, she also says they need life insurance policies. Oh, boy. Both of them. Because cutting here is very dangerous. <laughs> mm-hmm. She could cut her finger. So, you know, they, I guess, have got loans, maybe. And she's like, we need life insurance by case someone, something happens to one or the other. And, they, and they're like 50K each for each of them. Not a lot, but it's still. And she's also concerned for his health. She wants him to be healthy, continue to help her in this business venture. So she's got some vitamins she wants him to take. I mean, after all, she has lost two husbands. And <laughs> right. She can't be uh, careful. How old is she at careful. this point? Oh, she was born in 40s. Three. I don't do math. I don't either. Troy does And that. this is, what I say, 80? So she's 40-something. All right. So she's giving him vitamins to keep Amy, him healthy. Amy, some vitamins I would like you to take. After a while, guess what? Mr. Gentry starts getting sick. He starts getting sick. And she recommends he doubles up on them. <laughs> oh she does, because she is a nurse. Mr. Gentry was pretty smart because he's like, you know, every time I take one of them vitamins, I start feeling bad. So she, about this time, announces she's pregnant. Mm. At 40? Mm-hmm. So they are out at a restaurant to celebrate. C- celebrate. <laughs> but they, they, and they're not sure if they're celebrating her pregnancy or it was a, could have been a birthday, they think, at of one of the salon workers. I wonder where they went to eat. I know, me too. Applebee's. Good question. McGuire's. McGuire's. They're not. Jerry's they're driving. not going to the damn. Jerry's world. driving. No. I have to think of things that are mm-hmm. mugs and chugs. Yeah, <laughs> mugs and chugs. They ate the popcorn and. They're at the uh, dinner celebrating, and she talks Mr. Gentry into going to the liquor store to get some more booze so that they can continue partying after they get home. So they're getting ready to leave. She's, She's like, "Hey, pregnant, go." Though. Right. So go go right. to the liquor store. She's barely pregnant. So she. He, so he agrees, and he goes out to get his Ford Fairmont to crank it up, and it blows up. Damn. She's very swift, this one. <laughs> and apparently good was... Apparently a fucking she's, ninja. Because uh, okay. nobody saw that. When she was in Orlando, she should have gotten a job with the pyrotechnic department of Disney World, because apparently she's good with... She uh, fires. Yeah. She, fed, she sets fires to fill joy. Yeah, so the car blows up. Now, I'm I'm a kid at this point. I'm just a kid. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I can remember this being in the news, you know. Really? Oh, yeah. As a kid. So a man gets blown up in a truck. Here's the cool part. So my dad owns um, a large painting business at this time, and he had just changed locations of his office. He moves his office to this area of town called Town and Country Plaza. About six stores down was Judy's beauty shop. Did he get his hair cut there? No, but she did walk down to my dad's paint business and ask him if he would give her a price to paint the ceiling. In her beauty shop. (laughs) My dad does mostly large commercial jobs, so he gets my uncle. Uncle James goes and paints the ceiling. Who was a ladies' man. Well, I mean, he was just trying to make a dollar at this point. So I asked him about it. I'm like, what What do you remember about her? He said she was very friendly, had a great personality. I bet she was. 
<laughs> and I asked, I kind of, I she had, had a big heart. <laughs> I did ask him, like, was there anything strange? I mean, she tried to hit on you. I mean, what was it? He said, he no. He said, no, your Aunt Judy was really, <laughs> really nice when I met her. <laughs> I, no, Aunt he's Judy. like, yes, yeah, she was very friendly. Um, matter of fact, Mr. Gentry used to come down and sit in my dad's paint business office and just chit chat with him. So I, I just like, just like can picture my dad jumping up out of that recliner when, and when the news, when this happens on the, and you know, the news is, is uh, covering the story and like, I know them. Um, but anyway, that's Jane and them. <laughs> but he never thought that Judy probably did it. Like they didn't think that. Um, not at this point, not at this point, but John survives. Oh, the, the car blew. I mean, there's pictures you can pull up online of the car. They were in the trunk. So he, they, they um, find him. They rush him to the hospital. <laughs> it was this incident that police start thinking they need to take a closer look at Judy and what is going Shit. on here. Really? And we're at a body count of four. They're talking to John. He's in the hospital and they're like, hey, look, dude, she's been feeding you a bunch of lies and um, she's not pregnant. Oh. She's claimed she's got this all this medical background. Remember, she had worked, claimed she worked at a hospital here in Pensacola and she actually said that she had um, completed a tour of duty as the head of nursing at a local hospital so um, he's like oh no he doesn't believe it he's like no not Judy but Not you do there. After they start talking and he's listening to them, he's like, wait a minute. I remember those vitamins she had me taking. Those vitamins. And um, they wait start talking to Judy about you know, all these insurance policies she's making you get. And so they also discovered at this point, Judy had already booked a cruise for later that year and didn't include John in the, in the booking. <laughs> oh, shit. Ruined her damn vacation. Did she include her son? Mm-hmm. The she didn't only expect, remaining one. Uh, she didn't expect John to be there. You know what I mean? She's like, well, God damn it. Now I got to cancel my cruise. Here's what got her, though. The feds got involved because anytime there's a bombing, it brings in mm. the FBI. Federales. <laughs> that actually sounded really good. Yo habla espanol. So they're, they're, um, they're doing some investigative work. They find out Punta. that the, it was dynamite in the trunk and they were... Um, dynamite? The detonator was attached to the brake light so when they when they hit the brake. You're telling me that Judy Bueno Años did this all on her own? So they're... they're they, um, you couldn't Google in 1980. Uh, yeah. no, but they you did. could check out a book from the library. No, she probably went to, to <laughs> well, you know one what? of those crackheads in and said, hey, there's not you know many places you that you can buy dynamite legally at this time. Okay. So they start asking around. They go to this place uh, in Alabama where a guy sells dynamite. That makes sense. Okay. Turns out the guy that's um, selling the dynamite, he's a friend of Judy. Mm. He knows Judy. John's in the hospital. He's getting better. And the FBI's talking with him. And they're like, look, Judy is the one to blame. She's trying to kill you. She blew the car up. He's like, no. So he's he's telling them, well, you know what? She was trying to get me to take these vitamins, and every time I was taking them, I was getting sick. And so they search Judy's home where they find the vitamins John was taking, and they test them, and they test positive for arsenic. Bingo. Yahtzee. Yeah. They also find some of the wire and tape that matched what was used in the bomb in John's car. Good job, PPD. I will <laughs> declare. I think this was FBI at this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with all of this new information, she is charged with attempted murder of John Gentry. Finally. Finally. 
so with this new information, the, the police are like, all right, we're starting to see what Judy's capable of. And they start looking back at her past. And that's when their eyes are opened. And they're like, hmm. She was later convicted of killing her son, Michael. They As back. she should. <laughs> they exhumed the body of old Bobby Joe in Colorado. And they found he had arsenic in him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A year later, they exhumed the body of old James Goodyear. He, too, is found to have traces of arsenic in his body. Mm. So with all this evidence, after a few years of court, they find her guilty of killing her son and her two previous husbands. Husbands. Somehow she is acquitted of attempting to kill John Gentry. How? I don't know. Pleading. I mean, as if all the car bomb evidence was not yeah. enough. Maybe if they were like, if you admit to doing this, then we'll give some kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're going to prison anyway. So have y'all heard of Judy Wanyanu? No. She had a nickname you may have heard of. Judas Priest. The Black Widow. Oh, I feel like a lot of... Oh, she's the Black Widow? She's the Black Widow. The original? What was her nickname? I thought Scarlett Johansson was the Black Widow. No, it's a different Black Widow. I heard the term. I just just wonder if she was the original, like... I think probably many people could be just get that nickname. Yeah. So in 1984, Judy was convicted for the murder of Michael and the attempted murder of... Mr. Gentry, 1985, she was convicted of the murder of James Goodyear. She re- received a 12-year sentence for the Gentry case, a life sentence for them. Uh, I guess later. Okay. A life sentence for killing her son, Michael. She received the death sentence for Damn. James Goodyear, and she was um, convicted of multiple counts of grand theft for insurance fraud and is thought to have committed multiple acts of arson. Um, so she was incarcerated in uh, Broward County. Where is that in Florida? In Florida. South Florida. South Florida. I think it's like Miami area. And she was on death row for 14 years. She was finally executed in the electric chair. Got her. At the Florida State Prison, 1988, March 30th, 1988. (laughs) You know the nickname of that electric chair? I know the one in Alabama is the Yellow Mama. Mm -hmm. I don't know about the one in Florida. Old Sparky. Oh, yeah. Yeah. March 30th, 1998. I was four years old. I was born. I was just born. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Her last meal consisted of broccoli, asparagus, strawberries, and hot tea. No meat? Mm. Let me get some KFC chicken. New discussion. What would everybody's last meal be? Oh, Mm. I know mine. mine. What? I would get um, some deer meat. No, some uh, some good old pot roast. That's mine. Are you joking? Oh, that's my favorite. You don't like pot roast as your last meal? Yeah, no, that's not. mine. It's your favorite. <laughs> no, no. Roast, rice and gravy, lobster, green beans, and rolls. Let me get. Let me get. Uh, What's yours? Hash brown casserole. Hash brown casserole from where? Cracker Barrel. Amy makes a good one. How much food will they let you have? I'd like to see it. I think you can get however much you want. Because <laughs> uh, I'm getting like, fried chicken. I'm getting a table full. Oh, what are you chicken I and dumplings? No, I would want like I'd make I'd give them the runaround first of all. I'd be like, well, I want chicken nuggets from McDonald's, my Arby's good. curly fries, a Mexican pizza yeah, from Taco speaking Bell. Of a runaround. They're not going to let you eat all you can eat because they don't want to mess when they dock you up there in the chair. You know. <laughs> yeah. My problem. I want chicken and dumplings, fried chicken, hash brown casserole turnip greens mac and cheese (laughs) sweet tea is there a budget here that's what i said how much do they let you have and what's the budget Mm -hmm. a pasta salad pickle dip (gasps) pickles there's got to be a a budget because these people be going crazy a steak (laughs) lobster tail shrimp crab legs crab legs bowl shrimp fried shrimp crawfish shrimp etouffee grilled shrimp yeah um is that everybody's last meal did you say? I mean, yeah, I don't really Mine's know. Mine's like a I don't pot know what mine roast, I can tell you that. <laughs> Mine's roast. Well, I think if it's my favorite. Probably crab legs Ugh. and shrimp. 
crab leg shrimp. I'm gonna corn. go with chicken. You already said chicken. Yeah, you and, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying over. if I had to narrow it down, I want a last breakfast, a last lunch, a last dinner, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. and a last nap time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then it would be different. Okay. Go ahead. Pot roast. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Forever. I got. A, I mean, I. I got a feeling it didn't matter what I was gonna say, she was gonna heckle me. Taylor's a Taylor's a Troy hater. She's jealous of Troy because she's in love with Amy. <laughs> I've seen a lot. First of all, Troy and I are besties. I get that a lot. No, that was a good local story. Never heard of that bitch mm-hmm. before. And her stupid. Never heard of that bitch before. <laughs> and her stupid ass last name. I hope that's not anybody's real last name because I'm not saying. I'm just saying it's stupid because it's her Buen, last. Bueno name. Año. She I made can, it up. That's yeah. what's stupid. I, maybe she didn't. That's why she I don't want to offend anybody. Bitch. She made it up. Her name was Goodyear, and then cha- she changed it. Right, so but that's stupid. Yeah, it's like if somebody's last name was Green, and they changed it to Verde. All right. Yeah, well, well, I got a question. Uh-huh. No, I got a question. Don't, don't before we go. Oh, sorry, just you know, comes in and takes over I the know, show. Who the fuck? No, I, you know a lot of our. I say oh, our a lot of our <laughs> listeners. Is that what you're gonna say? First of all, a lot of our. Tell well, us about our listeners. Yeah, why don't you tell us about our listeners? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I'm starting on podcast. Okay. No, a lot of the stories, mm-hmm. the person, the killer is um, has gone through some type of trauma mm-hmm. as a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sad story at the beginning. Right. All right. Wait, so, wait, wait. Yeah. So <laughs> is is that trauma from the childhood? Is that the cause here in this case, or is it just she was going to be this way regardless? Anyway. Um. Um, she was said to be friendly, had a good personality. She was somewhat good looking in her younger years, according mm-hmm. to my uncle. That's Troy's uncle a creep. I mean, she started out early, though. 14 porn hot grease on your brother. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say she, it was probably always going to be like that. Yeah, with all it's that was after sure that she lost It's a combination. Yeah, I think that if, if your parents give you away and yeah. keep your mm-hmm. other right. siblings, that's going to have some kind of detrimental. Obviously. I, I think it was probably childhood trauma. I recommend the book, The Boy Who Was Raised as a Dog, if you want to read a good book on um, trauma and how that affects children as they grow. Very good book. It's nature versus nurture. Very, very good. I recommend everybody read it. Am I going to cry if I read it? Probably. I'm going to cry anyway because I have trouble reading. I mean, it's multiple stories. I'm crying right now at the title. (laughs) It's multiple stories. Like It gives multiple examples of nature versus nurture. I mean, obviously, Judy wasn't uh, not nurtured as a kid, but you know, she married that Goodyear guy. He was a great guy. Yeah, the the damage had already been done. Hmm. I think you get to a certain point where you're just kind of like, all you've ever known is chaos. So chaos. And then it's like, I've chaos. had to do these kind of things to survive all my life. Mm-hmm. So I know one thing. You ain't taking those uh, vitamins Amy's been giving me. <laughs> First of all, those are melatonin. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a good, good story. We enjoyed it. Black Thanks. Widow. Thanks for having me on. I enjoyed yeah. it. We'll do another one with you. I'm oh, good. Anytime. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening to a special episode of Dude, You're Scaring Us. Because, <laughs> dude, you scared us. Yeah. The storm outside scared us. You set the whole mood. You got mm-hmm. it Your raining. Your last meal fucking scared me. You got it raining outside. The power went out. I planned it. Yeah, I know. You so. and God. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Lady underscore You're Scaring Us. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Say bye, Troy. Don't be fucking Later. Rude.